Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dolly Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Guam. Going to battle fear factory. This is George Corps, Commander Fisher. This is Jasmine Delegate. This is Wade from our last enemy. Magnificent two thousand feet. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Bruce Anderson. Rex from Kilbevo Hill. This is Gary Bruce from Sepultura. You're listening to Ever Black Podcast. Will. Hey, man. How you going, dude? Doing well, man. Thank you. How you going? That's the Australian thing. That's it. How you going? That's right. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm, uh, yeah, Dad Judy Fridays. I've got my, my son here, but he's being good. Um, That's good. Chilling? That's good. About to kick off the weekend <laughs> talking to you, mate. What's going on yeah, in, in the background there? That's where you got some cool art there? or? Yeah, I got uh, some cool picture, man. It's like a blending of uh, like London and New York. I'm trying to see. Oh, and Kiss? Of course. Oh yeah, like, always kiss. Just random shit in here, man. This is my little studio area. The e kit. How good's that? Awesome. Yeah. And then over here we got the Dark New Day. Oh album yeah, awesome. Thing and Evanescent stuff. Yeah, there's all kinds of crap in here, man. <laughs> Much like mine. Much Throw like it up mine. as it goes. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, I do appreciate you joining us on the show, mate. Uh, of course, the new Evanescence album, The Bitter Truth, uh, has just been released and it's uh, been really embraced by fans and, and a return to the heavier stuff too. Uh, yeah. 10 years since the last full length. Was it exciting getting back in there and and really let rip those, those noisier tunes? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, it was just exciting to get back in and make another record, you know I mean? We made synthesis, you know, back in 2017, or yeah. I guess started that process in late 2016. But um, that wasn't really like writing a whole record from top to bottom, you know. And um, that was such a different thing that wasn't. It was cool. It was I'm really glad that we did it. But this is this was exciting just because we're writing, you know, all new material and yeah, um, yeah. And we, it's, there was just a really good energy with it from the first writing session that we had um, to some other ones. We had a really cool writing session in Mount Treblanc, Canada, which is up in Quebec. And it's up in these mountains where these, it's really part of like this massive ski resort. We got a big cabin out in the woods out there. It's actually about, I think it's about 20 minutes from where Rush recorded um, Moving Pictures in Permanent Waves. Yeah. Where there's that picture of Neil Pert, Pert however you say it, on the water. Oh, that's um, awesome, man! Just, it was just cool. We were in this. We had just some some great experiences in riding, and um, it was already becoming kind of a. I, I say it's a really stripped down record, which is honestly for me, it was the kind of record that I personally want hope hope that we would make in the sense mm. that it's really where the record comes down to, you know, five key components, and that's drums, guitars, 
bass, some piano, and Amy's vocal. And all the other stuff that gets sprinkled on it, you know, should just be like, like little sprinkles on an ice cream sundae and not be this huge part of the big picture. And I think in the past, like the records have been really heavy in this. Well, to me, they've been really heavy in strings and been heavy yeah, in yeah. Like programming and everything. It's just kind of like everything in the kitchen sink. And it's great. I mean, I like those records too. And obviously, you know, they have huge followings and, but I was just kind of hoping that we would strip it down um, and then kind of really take it to the core and then hopefully not get over, you know, too crazy and adding all the other, you know, you know, nobody wants a Sunday with a pile of sprinkles. On <laughs> yeah, that's it. You want just, a, just enough. Right, man. You want to just you want flavor, you know, like that's texture. Right. And, and that's, that's what we did, man. I, I, I'm really, really, really proud of this record. Mate. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible. It's very, Thank you. You know, it's very drum and vocal driven. When yeah, I listen to it, like in the mix, and I'll, I'll, I'll like that. It gives it so much room and space and atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know? Was that yeah, I mean, I think that was sort of like, uh, for me consciously, it was a thing of playing less and, you know, making it to where when I do do something, you know, that it really pops out. But by and large, like keeping it, exactly what you said kind of leaving space for other things to really move and yeah. like first and foremost the vocal and then the guitars you know it's just finding spaces and not just like necessarily in the writing part of it but also sonically and that's one of the things about stripping down the sound sonically is that there's not all this stuff fighting for you know wavelengths and so it just allows things to sound bigger and it's just like it's a it's a backwards thought process of, okay, so less is going to sound bigger and it does. And I think that it, it allowed, like a, for me, like, I think this is a really, really great record for Tim and I as a rhythm section. Yeah. Um, because he's really good at m- moving around in these holes melodically with the bass lines. And then Amy, so there's a syncopation that's going on between the two of us and Amy and she knows how to pick these holes to put these vocals in. And then, you know, I might have a drum part, that um, that steps on that a little bit. And then I got to kind of go back and revisit, okay, where I'm hitting, you know, and try to not crowd the space. Yes, mate. It's it's such a great album, dude. Like, uh, I've, been, I've been really liking it. And of course, uh, you know, a lot has happened between the times, you know, the last album and this, like, it's what was the point where Amy turned around and said, let's get back to work. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get cracking. I think you got to go all the way back to God, what was it, man? 2015 or 2016, maybe 2016. And there were some things put behind us that were, that really needed to get put behind us. Mm. Um, changed management, got out of the windup deal the label like it got great management and you know well you put together a team that was better for what we want to do it was a team that was interested in like you know watering the seeds you know and like replanting the seeds and like taking care of it you know and like nurturing it and not just running it into the ground for the sake of a dollar mm. and your dog is cracking me up back there. I'm sorry to, it is, yeah, it's a bit of chaos here in my house. That was fine. I, I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. 
Um, <laughs> sorry. But yeah, so new management. Yeah. Out of the label deal. And then um, our management came to the table and said, hey, there's a couple shows, a couple festivals that you guys have an offer to play. And so we yeah. just went and played a few shows. And that was just kind of like, that's after being apart from each other for three years. Went and played a few shows. Like, well, this is fun. Amy kind of had a new love for it. Like, started, you know, because when when Evanescence got really successful, she was very young. And yeah. it's funny how when you take a break from things and you look back on things, how things can kind of they take on news perspective. And also, Amy, you know, had a son, Jack Lyon, who's awesome. Uh, she and her husband, you know, welcome to baby boy. And that was nice. Not much of a baby. He's like six or seven now. But um, so, of course, that, you know, that slows things down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but then when we finally did get back together, there was no pressure. It was new management. We were just kind of feeling each other out, feeling everything out. And we it was like, OK, this is cool. 2018 came or you know, 2017 came around and it's like, OK, hey, this is here's this plan. Amy's always wanted to do this orchestral thing. OK, we're going to do this orchestral thing. Yeah. And we did a summer tour that year, just again, to get together, we went to Europe, did a summer tour for like six months, um, like six months, excuse me, six weeks. Um, and then we started heating up the conversation about synthesis and planning that tour out. And once that happened, it's like, wait a second, this isn't just going to be, you know, a record, this orchestral type record thing. We're actually going to do this tour behind this. Yeah. And that's, that when we did that number one that record was such a hard left turn um we planned the shows with the orchestra he's like man we don't know how many people are going to show up to this is this going to be five people is it going to be a hundred people that was huge, what's it going to be and yeah wildly like it was crazy it was freaking nuts and we were just like wow man people are still here for this band even when we throw in this curveball we have these really smart and just musically uh, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Like musically just literate people that like just have the palette of all these, like us, this band, like we're not just one thing. We're a lot of things. And so yeah. when we did that, then it was just like, ah, this is awesome. And again, like still growing with management, still feeling each other out, had great experience doing that. And then it was just kind of, kind of like, okay, let's start writing the next record. And Again, not a lot of pressure. We're not rushing. It takes as long as it takes. And fast forward to February. Well, one thing that helped was we did um, a cover of the Fleetwood Mac song, The Chain, that wound yes. up in the Gears of War. Yes. Yeah. So when we did that, I think that that in a weird way sort of set the tone for what we were going to do. And again, that song had a lot of strings on it because it was like a, it was, again, it was sort of like almost coming out on the other end of synthesis. There were a lot of strings done with that and they sounded killer and they made that what it was, but we got through that and we just really opened up this heaviness when we did that song and made our version of it. And then we was like, okay, let's write this record and just started like sending ideas to each other and um, writing. And then, you know, February of 2020, we got together to start this thing. We did the first four songs and, um, the idea always being that we were going to put this record out when we put it out, we might be a few weeks off, you know, we might be a few weeks late on that. We always planned on putting this record out and putting a song out one at a time up to its release over the course of, you know, eight, nine months. Hmm. We didn't know there was going to be a pandemic, you know? And so we only recorded four songs in February and started dropping them, you know? And it was like, well, we're committed now. We got to figure yeah. out how to finish record you know a we need to finish writing it 
and then we need to finish recording it. So that was just an undertaking, like getting us all together to make it. So that's the whole story. I mean, I, about what happened. But. It's it's a it's crazy to think that all that happened and the result. I mean, no shit. Oh man, I know, right? Like, dude, it's a that's. I think it's something that later on in life you're going to look back oh, for a lot of bands and go, yeah. man, how did it happen? But the creative side of it was just incredible and it's, it's come out really well. So did you, yeah, thank you. do you, I mean, you're pretty good with other instruments as well. I mean, you're a multi-instrumental dude. Did, did you get a chance to throw in some synths and stuff in there yourself this time around? Well, I'm not even sure if that made it onto the record. I think a part of it did, but like the song part of me came from a thing that I had that was completely electronic. But what yeah. I had done with it was I'd put these drum loops in it. And one was just like a regular kit. But just knowing what I know about it, I compressed the crap out of it and just changed the attack and the timing of it to make it breathe really cool. And then put these loops underneath it. And I put these really super airy keyboards behind it. And my working title for it was called Viceland because it just sounded like something from a soundtrack. And um I played that when we were up in Mount Treblanc. We were just kind yeah. of running through some ideas. And Tim immediately was like, that's cool shit. So he and I kind of got together and I formulated this, what it became, you know, verse-wise. And then Amy tapped into it immediately. And so we took a piece of my, we changed some of it around in terms of to fit the melody. Um, but I think some of that keyboard's on there. I mean, my thing about it is, is like, you know what? Our guitar player's, Troy, Troy and Jen, Troy's just this incredible guitar player. It's just like, I'm like, yeah, no, you, you have that. <laughs> like <laughs> bass, piano, are you kidding me? Keys, any of that stuff. And then we, you know, we work with these really cool programmers, a couple of different programmers on this record. Um, so I, you know, when it comes to Evanescence and that kind of stuff, I really stick to my drums, but I am playing a lot of electronic drums. So there's definitely that element. Like a lot of the electronic drums that you would normally think are programmed, I'm actually playing. That's awesome. That's all. Well, yeah. you've got some awesome guests on here too. Like uh, Lizzie Hale, one of my favorite yeah. people on the planet. Uh, Sharon, man. Um, yeah. Sharon Denadel and um, yeah. Taylor Momsen, man. You, yeah. how, how did you get everyone to do their bits during not only that's, that, but putting the album together? Like that's, I think, you know, we're like, we've toured with all those bands and, you know, Hailstorm going way back to dark new day like in 2005 um i remember we played they were in an rv with their parents and they uh you know camper and didn't even see him load in i think we i think we were out with um seether at the time and didn't even see them load in and then standing out the side of this pretty famous rock bar in flint michigan called the machine shop i've heard of and I just heard they started the show with Lizzie just singing acapella. That's how they started the show. And I hear this incredible voice. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't <laughs> want to see this, you know? And I walked in and it was them. And, you know, RJ, I think it was 14 at the time. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just relationships. Evanescence did a long tour with uh, Hailstorm. Um, obviously, we were supposed to do the tour with Within Temptation, yes. which has been postponed. So it's going to happen, but um so and then with uh taylor they toured with us at the beginning of the 2011 record cycle and then um uh for the life of me man i'm gonna punch myself in the face because i can't remember her name but she's also a co-writer on um 
use my voice too. Okay. Um, yeah, singer from a band called Viridia, who's been out with us a lot of times, oh. and she and Amy are really tight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know the one too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I'll think it'll come to me in two seconds. It's in. The, if I did, wasn't trying to say it, I'd know it. But um, yeah, so it's just friends, man. You know, and then that song kind of. Amy's all about, you know, we all are about female empowerment, you know, as yeah, a father man. to a daughter, you know, I've, we're all about that. So it's just one more thing to kind of help, you know, promote that. You've also got uh, one of my biggest heroes on there too, Chris Verena, who helped oh, out yeah, uh, programming. So back to some cool programming, you know. Mate, mate. He's, he's incredible. How is it working with him? You known him for quite a while? I, you know what? We have crossed paths a few times. I have never actually sat down and spoken with him. Um, we know a lot of the same people. Yeah. Um, the guy named Gino Leonardo, who was the guitar player in Filter Forever. Oh, um, wrote a lot of that stuff. Filter yeah. one of my so favorite bands. Yeah, Gino's just another freak. Um, yes. But um, yeah, man, like, you know, I've just always admired what he's done. And like, if you go back and you look at a lot of that old Nine Inch Nails stuff, the live stuff, you know, not only is he just this incredibly talented programmer, writer, all these things, but he's also no slouch behind the kit, man. That guy brings it, dude. Yeah. I mean, he hits him like they owe him money. So it's just <laughs> like, like, yeah, you know what, man? I, I have some aspirations to, uh, <laughs> to try to get to, you know, he's great. That's awesome. That's probably <laughs> that's I haven't heard that one before. That's a good one. Hit yeah. it. Hit, that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna tell drummers from now. Hit it like it owes you money. That's right. <laughs> hit them like they owe you money, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you also uh, you did a, a live stream show from the Nashville studio, and uh, yeah. that was pretty incredible, man. How was it recording that with the m- new material being fresh and? and everything going on in the world and, and stuff. Was that hard to put together? It was interesting because, you know, usually when you're in a rehearsal in a band setting like that, you know, you have time to kind of like, you know, go over things with each other and sort of like work out kinks and parts. And, you know, we, it was just in that studio, Rock Falcon, where we tracked the record. It was just myself, Amy and Troy. So we were sort of left to kind of draw the map for what the other two were going to do because they couldn't, A, couldn't get here and just Mm. Tim just didn't feel comfortable getting on a plane. Um, And so we just, we did what we could do, you know, and um, it was cool, but it was also bittersweet, I think, because it was kind of like, all right, we're not really performing, you know, we're playing these songs, it's live, it feels good to do this too, but there's an element missing, you know, i.e. the crowd. And, you know, there's an energy that, you know, there's a give and take and energy with that. So it was cool. I'm really glad we did it. I'm proud of it. It was cool. Um, We're actually doing another one uh, that's coming up for Cooper Tire. um, And it's going to be badass. I think it's coming out on May 5th, May 10th. Um, I'm I'm really excited about that because that's a little bit more of a performance thing where we're going to be on a stage and have some production and it's going to be cool. The only bummer about that one is, is that we can't get Jen into the country. I mean, we tried, oh, we tried and tried and tried. So she's going to have to do her parts remotely again. Um, it's, I mean, let me tell you this, just case in point, we tried, she was willing to do whatever it took to get here. And one of the things it was going to be one option was to fly her from Germany to Toronto. And she would have to sit in a hotel in Toronto for two weeks in quarantine 
and then she could come to NASA. She was ready to go. She's like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. I'll just take the time, work on, you know, the new songs we've never played live and mm. do that. And she was a trooper. And then I spoke to Amy and she told me about that. And I, you know, I read the New York Times a lot and I'd read it and I was just like, you know what? Um, I was like, I just read that Ontario, Canada, which is where Toronto is, is going on lockdown again for four weeks today. And that was like a week ago. And she's like, well, I'm sure we've got this incredible tour manager. She's like, I'm sure that he knows about it. And I'm like, yeah, he probably does. Well, lo and behold, that window, that idea went out the window. And then it was a thing of like, okay, we can bring her into Turkey. Same deal in Turkey. She had to sit there for 14 days and then she can fly into the States. Well, just so happens right at the same time, Turkey's, you know, the worst it's been since this whole thing started. The problem with that is, is that all of a sudden Jen's there for two weeks and then she's stuck in Turkey. Can't yeah. get out of Like, just couldn't do it, man. She was willing to do it, but so that's, you know, it's, again, it's, I feel like we're inching closer to doing every, something together as a band again, <laughs> but it we added be- one member this time, next time it'll be five. It's going to be, I think for a lot of, a lot of bands, it's when, when they finally get to reunite, it's going to be so emotional for, for a lot oh, of people, yeah. like seeing Just people in person. Think about that. I mean, there's some festivals going on here in the States in the fall. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to go on. Um, we'll see. You know, I, I think that that's going to be like the first real test that those play. We're going to then, you know, that's going to be it. You know, that's when it's like the launching pad, like, oh, my God, you know, and people are going to remember it. We were there, you know, it, that was the first big show back. You know, it's going to be incredibly emotional. I hope, uh, I hope you guys film it. I think it'd be, oh, we'll, that, we're filming our live stream. That's coming out. That's coming like, out. But yeah, uh, it's, cool. it's not an audience, but we are playing on a stage, full production. Yeah. It's a concert and we're filming that. That's oh, uh, the whole purpose of it. That's, so it's gonna be cool. A lot of new stuff, a couple classics, but a lot of new stuff. That's gonna be so good. Uh, you know, you've you've had a, a, an amazing career as a drummer. You know, it's and <laughs> mate, it's it, it, it's incredible. And and your device was was something yeah. that was just a. I mean, it was brief, but uh, man, that was incredible. Is there anything happening with that? Is it done? Now that kind of ran its course, man. I mean, it was a weird time. It's like, um, again, Gino Leonardo from Filter yeah. was involved in that. It was me, Gino and David. And it was just a weird timing, man, because David, we started that and, you know, rock music in the United States is just in a weird place. And even though we had the number one song on rock radio in the States for six weeks, it just was weird, man. Like, and that coupled with the fact that, um david's wife got pregnant like right as we were starting the cycle right before she got pregnant let me yeah. put it back that up a couple months but while we were out on the first couple of major tours that we did you know she was pregnant and she had a really hard pregnancy it was not an easy pregnancy and i think david was just like i can't do this and not be there with her and which you know you understand these kinds of things yeah um and before we even got that record out, Gino was out, you know, and Gino was the main other writer in that band. And so it was just a weird thing. It's a great record. I'm proud of it. You know, it's cool. Interesting moment in time. And, you know, I think that if we would 
we had some really big things coming up. We were coming, we were going to go to Europe as direct support for um, five figure death punch and Avenged sevenfold. Yeah. And for me, I feel like that would have been the major launching pad for the thing. Like that would have been the time when we really take this thing into another world. And we just couldn't do it, man. David couldn't, he's like, I can't leave the country for six weeks and do this. When you meant to be playing, uh, I think it was Soundwave at the time or something. I can't. Aftershock. Yeah. Um, there was something. A lot of festivals over here. Yeah. Yeah. Those canceled. We were supposed to come down to yeah. Australia. Yeah. We pulled out of those first and then, okay, but the European tour with Avenged and Five Fingers still on. And then that went away. It was just like, man, yeah. I got to start doing something else, man, because I man. think this is not going to work. So, whatever, you know. I got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, you do. And in saying that, I mean, what else have you have you got going on in the background? What else are you working on, man? So I've got I'm playing with um, and I did this years before 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 Dark New Day came out. But uh, I I'm playing again with Slaughter. Remember the band Slaughter? Yeah, Slaughter. Um, I've done some shows with Vince Neil. Uh, I used to play. I actually played with Vince before we you know came into Evanescence, and so yeah. Between all this stuff, I've done some different shows with them. and um, But then on the original music side, I have a project with the singer from the new singer from STP, Jeff Goot. Um, oh, he's incredible. He's awesome. And he and I have a band together called Rival City. And there's going to be some stuff coming out from that pretty soon. Um, that's fucking awesome. It's killer. And Gino's involved a little bit on that. He's a co-writer on a few oh, shows. No yeah. So it's. It's cool shit, man. I'm excited oh, for that. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear it, man. Like, yeah, it's good shit. I'm so excited, dude. And uh, man, it's uh, it's been really cool hanging with you. I appreciate, it. despite all the chaos going yeah, on, it's hilarious, me, man. I, I love it. It That's never funny. happens. This is the first time it's ever happened. Um, <laughs> but um, here we are. I well, do. Cool it happened with me because I'm I I dig it. I think it's hilarious. I feel like everything yeah. is just exploding behind me you know like it's like some comedy movie where things falling down and i'm like it's fine <laughs> oh i've been there man i've been there my daughter's a sophomore in college now but i'm like oh, man i remember those days oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's four he's gone now he's gone yeah. this morning. <laughs> now you know you're talking about him he's like i'm out <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> it's good times. Good times. Well, uh, it's been great hanging with you, man. The new evidence awesome, itself, the bitter truth is out now everywhere. We'll have the links down here. Take care, stay safe. And when this is all over, come down to Australia and uh, we'll have the beers cold, brother. For sure. Let's do this. I love it. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 